Good morning and welcome to YouTube's favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. One of my favorite comics today, Ed, is the subject. But before we dive into that, I want to remind everybody about Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July. This is the second year that we are doing this. The last Saturday in July, we're asking our audience to pull out some of your doubles, pull out some of your comps if you're a creator, grab some good comics, and put them in your local little local lending libraries. These things are scattered all over the country. There's so many of them around Pittsburgh. Hopefully everybody has them. And we saw tons of photos last year. Must have seen over a thousand photos of people that put their comics into those local lending libraries and take a picture because they have a lot of charm. They're very photogenic. And we want to grow some readers. We know that readers are going to those local lending libraries. So put some good comics in there and let's see if we can't get a few new comic book readers once again this year. Uh, share those pictures with us. Tag us on your social media. And uh, we'll try to get this thing uh, bigger and better every year. And uh, let's just make more comic book readers. You can also join us on Patreon. Our King Kayfaber level, the top level, you'll get access to all of our videos first and earliest, which will help offset the Kayfabe effect. Some of these books sell fast, sell out, prices go up. You want to be the first one in line if you see a book on our channel that you want to add to your collection. And also, the King Kayfabers sitting in right now listening to me say this to you. So give that a try, see which level fits you, and we look forward to seeing you in one of these recording sessions. So today's book... I have talked about this before, Ed. It's come up through Wizard Magazine. Steve Bissett's Tyrant, the self-published comic about a T-Rex that Bissett spent a couple of years in the 90s self-publishing, doing tons of research. And I mean, like, this is such a great comic. I'm so excited to revisit this because it was one of my favorites as a kid. I tell the story about my art teachers accepting this at school whenever I would bring it in compared to most of the comics I showed them. Um, this is just a standout book. It's going to be really fun to go through it, but admire those covers. It's Gerhard doing the, uh, the back, the colors on these issues. And man, I, I can't say enough about Bissette's art. Absolutely, man. It's, it's a fantastic series. And, uh, I chose to look at it in a new way, uh, for, for this video. Uh, we did, we've done other videos, uh, with the titles like, uh, you know, top five, unfinished comic masterpieces and famously Bissette was setting out for an extremely ambitious Cerebus like production uh, he, I think he said it might take 10 years or 12 years to tell the complete story and the idea was going to be this is going to be the story of a T-Rex from conception well I guess from birth to because uh, we don't see the the big old uh, T-Rex is fucking we don't but you know what they do mention it they do they talk about like uh, an encounter where they're not meat right T-Rexes mating <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 there's some real good verbiage in this uh, but uh, you know the, through the T-Rex's entire life to its death like yes. that, that was the conceit uh, that did not happen we got four issues of this thing but I chose to look at this and the angle that we're going to co cover this with this is a complete work and it is about the birth of a, of a T-Rex. Because that's all you get, man. Issue three is all the stuff that happens inside the egg. Intensely, laboriously researched. Yeah, uh, man. Now look at this stuff, man. Let's talk, let's talk art. We this sure is, will. This is Bissette doing it all. Mm -hmm. And in black and white line, he is able to create this atmosphere that looks noxious to the human lung. Soupy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's amazing how he does it, but these landscapes, you know, I think he's a Vermont boy. Yes. So he's around nature and he, he, in our shoot interview, he talked about like, I just want to go play in the woods. I want to touch grass. <laughs> uh, so he's adept at that. The attention to all the detail 
flora and fauna. Oh yeah. You know, like you're seeing insects, you're seeing flying dinosaurs, but you're seeing tons of these different types of plants and flowers. Uh, this forest is not some generic forest. You know, we are seeing I, what I assume are researched, like what kind of plants were growing at this time. And it's spectacular. Like the artwork in this series is so much better than almost any comic I can point to. Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned, you know, some of the, the verbiage. These dinosaurs aren't talking. Right. So how do you write this in a way that's interesting, that's compelling, that adds something to the pictures and isn't redundant? And like he figures out and invented ways to do that from issue to issue even. There are characters. So like like Egg Sucker is a character. And you're introduced to him early. And he plays a part like a little bit later. Uh, it is... I believe this character we're going to see in the next issue. Yeah. Um, that might be the egg sucker. No, it's this is not the okay. egg sucker. This is going to be a T-Rex lunch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. it's so interesting the way it's written because essentially this T-Rex has come to this area to to lay its nest. Yes. And the animals that are there are responding to the sounds and the smells of this T-Rex that suddenly invaded their once tranquil space where they're eating you know, vegetables and little bugs and things. And now suddenly we've got the apex predator has just shown up. And this is an older dinosaur with its own children, and it recognizes we got to go. Everything you see is not by accident. So, so even the sound effects is a researched piece that Bassett sort of uncovers. And like, I'm the hip hop family tree dude, and I did a whole bunch of research for that. But it's from people who were around no longer than 50 years ago, and. You can find access and interviews with these people. And to make those pages would take days of research every week to, to generate two pages. Each of these kinds of things, the way these animals stand mm -hmm. is something that Beset is not being rewarded for or paid for. It's a lot of work that has to be done that he gets zero credit for. You as consumer, you as reader are just... Uh, getting to enjoy the fruits of all that labor, but you don't understand even a fraction of what this guy had to do to to uh, to generate this comic. Oh man, it's so good. You know, she alone knows and properly fears this morning's disturbance. There's an egg sucker that's hiding in the shadows. I think that's which, the egg sucker, which would be the threat to a lot of these dinosaurs, especially to their their offspring or their eggs. And uh, the the egg sucker knows and fears her so we have even these levels like within Hierarchies. this world of like you know it's not just t-rex and prey like there are there's an hierarchy of these characters directional yeah. devices wonderful you know he's always been great with that stuff and like the best of like the qbs consider this kind of thing you know like he he became a professional like after like such great um apprenticeship under people like Tex Blisdale and Erwin Hasen and Joe Kubert. Mm. Man, the lettering, just all of it, I think, is fantastic. The lettering's a little bit rough. Yeah. You know, you can see it's aims guided out, so it's nice and neat in terms of its lines and size. It's his it's hand. also, it's almost drawn, yeah, the letters. It, yeah, it's his hand. You could, you could, you recognize that lettering in the Steve Bissett, uh, like, a signature. This video is brought to you by the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. Uh, the King Kayfabers on our Patreon uh, completely mitigate the Kayfabe effect by getting a chance to see all of our videos before anybody else. They also have access to the live stream recording sessions and add a lot of value to the videos by filling in the gaps in uh, the knowledge that Jimmy and I have on the subject matters that we were talking about. 
before you lies the bibliography of cartoonist kayfabe with some uh pretty dope new additions that are coming in the near future hip-hop family tree omnibus is coming to you this holiday season 500 plus pages of content it's a 10-year anniversary of hip-hop family tree it is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop i put 140 pages of new material in this book to make it a completely new and substantial experience not the only holiday book that i'm presenting to you this year 2022 x-men grand design trilogy is coming out uh, in november in time for the holidays collecting all of my x-men grand design works uh some of this book some of this stuff is out of print right now so it's the one place where you could get it all in a handy dandy volume and red room crypto killers is out there murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game two issues out there right now i encourage you to get issue number three of crypto killers because uh that's going to be the first appearance of my next uh comic strip set of characters jimmy has street angel princess of poverty coming out sooner than later it is uh going to be a great companion piece to street angel deadliest girl alive that currently has received a, a fresh printing you get both books you have all the jimmy street angel material that he has done to date uh but right now true crime funnies is the comic you're going to want to get your hands on still has a couple of copies you go to jim rugg's website go to his patreon you'll be able to uh, see these comics ahead of time and purchase your own copy now that we're done with uh paying the bills let's get back to the video so talking about research redid these the the birthing sequence because like while he was doing it read about there probably was a standing birth how to redraw this stuff to be as scientifically close to accurate as you can be with something that's 140 million years old and there is parts in the back like in the next issues where he where he talks about the stuff from the previous issue that he thinks he may have gotten wrong mm -hmm. yeah there are a lot of paleontologists that will write into the letters columns he has a lot of great back material kind of citing sources and where he's getting his information for these various ideas uh in one of the back issue matters he talks about how he's not doesn't love the design of the T-Rex and that he's planning to change that once the new T-Rex is born. Because it's funny. almost like how that T-Rex will see its mother, That's essentially. Funny. They were not meat to each other. They had attacked without killing, bit without eating, bled without bleeding. These smell of her blood. But they are not, they are too not meat. <laughs> it reminds me of like, a, you think about like a shark. What goes on in a shark's head? Right. Like everything is like food. At least in my version of a shark head. Sure. Uh, that's really how this this character is written and approached. And man, it's it's awesome. You see the T Rex burying the nest of eggs. As we go through the next couple of issues uh, before it's born, there's little bits about how those nests function for right. temperature control, moisture control, things like that. Incubation. Mm -hmm. Use of white media. Like when you see this kind of imagery you could see that like it wasn't toddle been doing all all kinds of stuff on top of uh Bassett's work like he's got it he's got a hand you know his grasp of black and white and texture is just second to none he was a superstar at that at that school like you always hear those dudes talking and here's your original version of uh of yep. the sequence and it's a little too standing right yeah that's what what flips around i guess is that crouching part little duotone usage there it's so iconic that head these this back matter is all really great like here's a letter from neil gaiman so you're going to get a kind of a who's who of letter writers over these first couple of issues as well um and then like lots of background what his plans are everything from like rumination on the comics industry to getting to this point of self-publishing and how that's going to work this is shot out of a cannon the yeah. guy just labored intensely 
on some extremely rigorous comic pages and now he's giving you 4,000, 5,000 words uh, of back matter and, and deeply considered stuff. Uh, Jimmy, I am, I am a mush. Uh, three issues were out before I put uh, Tyrant on my pull list and I only got issue four, so I do uh, admit to that. This, um, all this back matter stuff, so this is starts in 94 and I think it ends in 96, which may speak to a little bit of the issues that, that plagued this book. But this back matter, it was a call to arms for me. This yeah. is exactly what I wanted to do. And he's laying out all of these different challenges and, and what he's doing as a self-publisher, not just the how do you make this cool book, but how do you sell it? And uh, I mean, it, it was here. This is, you know, like there are those seminal works. Like we talk about RE, the reproductive guide and how like, I still use information I pulled from that. This was one of those books where I just poured over every single detail because I wanted, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then you get into, you know, dinosaur pornography and like the, <laughs> the, uh, like all the best movies and pop culture things. It's really Ray cool. It's really cool. You know, like he, he talks about getting this into dinosaur stores, you know, museums and things like, like how that's kind of the long game plan and so ahead of its time. Like that's the graphic novel market a decade later you know like who he would be able to the point notes to notes are really impressive who he would be able to point to would be uh tim truman who got that simon gurdy uh material or in like the wilderness mm -hmm. into gift shops and things so like he had a guy he had a homie who was who was uh who who broke some of that ground and this easily could uh, fit in there. I mean, right now, like we could take all of this material, you put it into in between a hardcover, you'll you'll sell a couple hundred thousand of them out of the gate. Absolutely, like that's part of the reason that uh, when we were talking about doing this, like that was one of my takes on this video is like, hey, I don't know if Steve Bissett is working on more Tyrant or not, but even if he's not, like this stuff should be collected and available. Yeah, you know, like true. like as you say it's a complete birthing story like call it a complete story and put it out there because yeah this is gold mine stuff totally. the craft is is a plus and the content is all i did was check dinosaur books out of my library as a kid yeah you could put this in the all ages section of the library and i would have my name on that card 20 times yeah but i think that that is the move like like uncle steve like don't don't tell it nobody cares cares about the plans or, or like the the ideas of like what it could be this is a complete work you don't got to put in another pen pen to to a piece of paper you have a complete narrative here it's incredible and uh you sell it as a complete work you know a good 100 page hardcover and uh it's it's going to blow people's minds it really would that's what stood out to me rereading this this week is how impressive this is in two ways one it does not feel aged it's not like right. oh yeah some purple prose or something that we often run into with older comics there there is a bit of uh he clearly learn something and wants to share it but i'm in it for that and that's the nature of the book as far as i'm concerned that doesn't bother i'd be i might be disappointed if that that wasn't here but also i don't think anybody's approached this this no. is the kind of thing where like you go oh yeah okay nonfiction, nature dinosaurs history all this stuff it feels like this would be your ai version of a graphic novel in this day and age in terms of like oh yeah you could sell it in museums and libraries and schools and all this stuff I don't see anybody else doing anything at this level. All right, the the commenters got their little fingers ready. Do not type the the word G O N into the comment and hit go because it is not the same thing. No, it is. Get the fuck out of here. Although we should look at that too sometime. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's also on my shelf. Apples and, and, and it's in here, by the way. It's it's yeah. something that uh, Bissett talks about in the end. So this this story, the second issue, 
one of the things that impressed me on the reread is how much he kind of goes in different directions yeah. each issue. Yeah. And this is really a circle of life story, which can be tough. You know, it can be tough reading some of this stuff because um, these things all lead each other. Yeah, I mean, he's the 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 character is the ecosystem. Dude, a monster movie. Totally. You know, we turn to page eight and we've got giant ants. It is uh, the ecosystem is the character, and he's setting up the world. There's no stories that exist like that. Like nothing, because it's not Aristotle. You're, there's not like the closer you get to a protagonist, ain't even born. Uh, so you're just like laying this stuff out, and that's a challenge, man. This is a this is your your T Rex footprint. Yeah, you know that you've got like the water and the marshy, soupy land. The the frogs are following behind, but that's what this is like a giant close up. You know, like think of your Mad Magazine number one. You know, the the, the monster footprint cover. There's not one panel in this entire comic that I would want to draw myself. <laughs> <laughs> not one very well said and here we go man page 12 13 we're getting the climax of this issue and uh look what is in his mouth looks a lot like uh our our matriarch from the land before the t-rex got there and it's noted they got to get out of here it's not safe and uh she did not make it in time and man this stuff is like for the purple pros still has berries and taste in her mouth she's not totally dead at this point so sad those berries uh taking it back to her offspring yeah and and there's a the, there's a way that it's written that like this dead dinosaur is a berry for the for the dino for the tyrannosaurus yeah, I, i'm ready to cry when i'm reading this in bed late at night you know perhaps she can still crawl her litter is hungry she has to keep them in her mouth talking about the berries she has berries in her mouth for her little ones there's some frank miller rhythms to there some is, of yeah, the yeah. uh the text in totally. here and i found that really refreshing and then speaking of those berries, when she finally gives them up, then we go through like what happens to the ground and to the various life forms, you know, insects and fungi and stuff that are feeding off of this. Just incredible. <laughs> There's even a tear in its eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, quite quite an achievement. Um, I, I wish I had the list of books that I was like whatever my top 10 books were yeah. like at this time because this seems so atypical to what I was reading and excited about totally. and I'm looking at like Stephen Platt or something in 1994 yeah he's choosing the uh Cerebus format in terms of pa page count 20 yeah. pages yeah I got no beef with that especially with the back matter Howard Cruz with a letter in here I think it was in the first issue uh Bissett's talking about Howard Cruz's uh graphic novel that he's working on stuck rubber baby which is celebrated like it's 25th anniversary edition is out now and it's been out for a couple of years yeah that was always a classic in my mind i never even put together that that was actually published in like mid 90s it seems oh, like oh, that yeah, was definitely. this older book but like stuck rubber baby was the only comic in my high school library so i graduated in 2000. here's a local shout out thanks also to todd and bob at new dimension comics cranberry township for featuring tyron on the cover of their september newsletter um, very retailer friendly throughout this this series so you'll see him giving updates on if he's doing signings or if there's something available here or there or if some store helped debut it he would do these front pieces and you'll see like each one is to some comic book store uh, kind of a nice nice nod to those retailers and then talking about like back issues and how to buy more of these at a discount direct to retailers so a huge part of self-publishing that connection to the comic book retailers and uh, our next letter Brian Cunningham of Wizard Press. Yeah, we cut enough promos on him. Here's the, here's what, as a self-publisher, don't ever do this because it, mm. this is your own kiss of death, man. 
Uh, I don't know any self-publishers aside from like probably Dave Sim, maybe very few others who created a subscription model that uh, made good on the entire subscription for somebody. So uh, there's no discount to it. It's literally just an effort to make sure that you get your issues. He's all but saying it too. You just don't want to do this on top of self-publishing, but if you can't get the book any other way, we'll be there for you. Yeah. Six issue subscription. One year. Well, where's my issue five? Yeah, I, I wish. Uh, again, the back matter, talking about pop culture, talking about various resources he's using. It's funny to think of what would fall under the umbrella because, like, you get like mentions of Flintstones. You know, if you're really going to show dinosaurs in pop culture, you get a little bit of all of it. Yeah, he's deep. Let's talk gestation of the ovum, Jimmy. I did not remember this issue until I started rereading it. We are all inside the egg this issue, and you're going to see some of the most inventive visuals probably in any comic. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool because this is this is actually the issue that I most fondly remember. And and every page, talk about the laborious nature of his research. He's explaining every point of growth of this character. You know, the spine grows first, and mm-hmm. and like to the best knowledge that he could discover. You know, you might have to read complete books for this page. Right. And and he talks about that research in the back because, like, there is no T-Rex egg out there that you can study. So he's looking at, like, Rept- bird. Reptiles. Yeah, everything to try to figure this out. And, like, look at these shapes, man. If you're, like, into Lovecraft or something, yeah. just write out a, some master illustrator's imagination for this stuff. Because how do you draw this in black and white? I know, like, like it's it's he's such a humbling artist. Stuff looks like it's liquid. Stuff looks like you know his eyeballs and things are forming, but they're not totally formed yet. You just get this like nebulous, globular kind of things. I, like seeing some of this stuff, I feel like I could get inside a Bissette's head, and when it comes time to put the white on, I bet he is. It's it's just coming alive to him, like with every piece of white he's putting down. It's one of the great things that he's able to do because there's so much ink on these pages that could be very stiff and over-rendered. Yeah. And it doesn't feel that way. Like, it feels liquidy. It feels like things are twitching and moving and pulsing. Look at that I don't stuff. know how you draw those things. I know. Like, once again, there's not one panel in this entire thing that I want to or am capable of drawing. I know my limits, and my limits stop far earlier I also and, uh, wonder with a guy, area. with a guy like, with a with a book like this, like you know, we work kind of in isolation. Doesn't that look alive? Oh man, I, it's it unreal. Look, it looks like he just drew a still life, like you know, like like something that he's totally looking at. He's kayfabe and all that shit, man. It's almost psychedelic, you know. Kind sure. of reminds me of the underground comics. Makes me wonder if that stuff that's kind of fresh in his mind, undergrounds, and how they would approach some of these weird cosmic drawings and things, but. Think of the lack of, like, I would be so unconfident if this is what's on my drawing table for months at a time and I'm not showing anybody and it's like, we're just going to be in an egg and I'm going to draw this wild stuff. So let's add even some more to the mixture and bust out the coquille board for this page. Well, it's getting solid, man. We're getting, we're getting like a dinosaur is, is filling that egg now. So, so he's kind of going flegal with it where like Al Williamson would have like one pay, one panel that's duotone or something like that. You know, he's using a different material for this page 
I also think this motif of like the egg for your panel borders, remembering back to talking to Steve Bissett, and if you guys have not watched the Steve Bissett interview on Cartoonist Kayfabe, go do that. So, Carve out four hours for yourself <laughs> yeah. and go do that. But talking about how he hates the grid, and you can imagine when he figured out like this egg is his uh, shape motif, must have been a good moment. That eye is alive. Oh yeah. It's looking at us. It's even a little bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a monster comic, everybody. And starting to uh, poke its way through the membranes and scratching at the egg. And meanwhile, that little bits of noise that, that's coming out, we've got the mother T-Rex doing, doing her bit as well. Like, let's uncover these eggs. It sounds like something's stirring. And then he speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> I love this drawing so much with the silhouette of like the, the shadows underneath her. Yeah. Wow. Went over his 20 pages, too. That was a 21-pager. Tom Palmer Jr. now writes in. There's there's some fun letters, uh, letter writers to this book. I bet you there were a lot of good ones, too, that didn't make it in. Selling the From Hell complete scripts. <sighs> Why aren't there 100 issues of this? It's just beyond Sisyphus yeah. to, to make something like this. Like, we're lucky we got these four. Yeah, we really are. Talk about, like, right place, right time. As, a, as an aspiring cartoonist, this book's, like I said, huge. Not too right, though, man, because we ain't Killjoy. <laughs> Who got their copy signed in 03. 03. Nice. I, I'm also curious, like, how many of these stores are still in business? Yeah. If any of them are. This is winter 1996 is the publication date on this. And I think that that speaks to maybe some of the troubles that are happening because this is September 1994. So I don't know if winter means January 96 or December sure. 96. Yeah. Uh, but depending on how that's cut up, that could be two years and four issues, which I guess isn't isn't the worst track record, but um, how about that for a turtle? For, for all the turtle fans out there, we know there's a lot of you watching the channel. We got a whole arc you know with this with this uh with this character yeah this is our egg sucker very cool to see these arcs too we've got dinosaurs from issue one to two we've got dinosaurs from issue one out of issue four it's amazing it's like uh, tongue, it's, it's real storytelling and writing even though we don't have characters communicating yeah <laughs> foreshadowing right yeah yeah our uh, our turtle's not going to take this easily drops the shell that's great i bet you a lot of turtles have been through that and uh, now the turtle's just heading downstream. And you talk about the soupy atmosphere. Boy, the water of that Poison. time looks like acid. Poison water, dude. <laughs> Getting some splatter in there. Look, this is the atmosphere of Pittsburgh the past two days. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. But he smells something, so he's just, not going to starve yet. Just with lines, you know, com communicating that thick atmosphere. It's kind of stunning that, that there isn't duo shade or screen tone for how much gray he's able to get all all his hand but knowing that don't touch those background lines with our little focal mm -hmm. point there man so that we could we could see him but he's he's mixed up you see his scale in that giant world yeah i i wonder about that i don't know if there's a note in the back but i that did make me wonder like this is a smallish animal um you know i'd be curious about that i can't believe that he would be too far off yeah and what does the uh, egg sucker find? The T-Rex nest is exposed. Yeah, and this is the, the rotting dinosaur that we saw from last issue. You know, made, made heck of a meal for the T-Rex and the bugs and things. Right, and that is all outlined in detail in that issue of how much stuff is going to be feeding off of that. 
Gotta love this too, man. Put your point of view in the rib cage of that rotting carcass. Yeah, yeah, and this is the first issue that uh, that has like a title, I think, like that. So the so the the collection could be called Dreams and Bones. Yeah, for sure. Man, that egg sucker is playing with fire, getting too close to this nest with T-Rex still active on top of it. Oh, yeah. That seems dangerous. And here are our little T-Rexes starting to emerge. This is great stuff. Like, all of this I would have eaten up as a young reader as well. Oh, yeah. You know, describing the, the emotions of this thing coming out. And you can see the egg sucker sneaking through these black and white pages, you know, like, like coming into its own. I wonder what the visuals are for dinosaurs if they were living in a black and white world. It would surprise right. me if they could see color. You know, that's a. I feel like that's a relatively recent evolution. Yeah, and you always hear that like the T. Rex's brain was the size of a pea. So how big could a brain of a egg sucker be? It's so great, like detailing the teeth and stuff. This was the stuff I would be reading in those old dinosaur books. Full three D, man. And we're making our move. The little tiny egg sucker comes running in gets ready to scoop up this baby t-rex it's going to be just delicious the venison of the dinosaur world <laughs> but you know what it has its own set of teeth and it's not going down that easily it's meat that bites back yes and uh, as our big bookend sequence man that turtle from from earlier yeah it Better hears those him. those screams and it decides it's heading downstream beautiful narrative choice you're right, though, is like four issues because issue one starts and this scream is what starts in issue one. And it is like, we got to get out of here. Like yeah. something bad has come into our house. And uh, it basically ends with that same note and that and that turtle hitting the road, man. It, it has heard enough. It knows it doesn't want to be around. I'm out. And of course, uh, Tyrant getting unanimous praise everywhere. So that's when you need Uncle Gary to come in and, and throw throw some salt in the game and say he's not up to his usual standards. Yeah, Will Eisner weighing in with a nice compliment. And Groth, just kidding. You know? <laughs> uh, looks like the best drawing you've ever done. So, oh man, you know, what could have been? Like, you think of Bissett, a guy who I think is an underrated visual artist in Absolutely. comics. And then, like, what is on these pages is gold. Like, yes. this is, we say it a lot. If you're really into the thing you're drawing, I think that translates totally. and like that's what you feel on these pages to me as a guy who is at the top of his game and there's nothing he'd rather be drawing totally so so that whole idea of like what could have been is, is hanging on this title like that's what everybody talks about man but it's time to change our thinking and accept this because there's not going to be more tyrant I, I and I'm, I'm saying that with the hopes of reverse psychology you know, Steve you ain't drawing no more tyrant this is what we have and it is a complete work. It tells a complete story and would be uh, fantastic to nestle that in between some, some hard covers with a, the bulk of this back matter, write another text piece uh, to give us some modern context of the new things that Steve learned, whatever. Probably got a 120 page book at that point. You could put a $20 price tag on that and sell a gangbuster amount of these things, man. This, this, there's room for this to show up in, in the, uh, the gift shop at the Carnegie Museum and things. So Absolutely. Let's let's dust this off. Let's bring it back and let's change our line of thinking where Tyrant is concerned. It is a complete work of prehistoric fiction. It is a masterpiece of a comic. Jimmy, 
I'm juiced up, man. Let's get yes. the hell out of here. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July. Last Saturday day in July, we're putting our comic book doubles in the free little lending libraries in an effort to generate new comic book readers. Jimmy, what do you have? True Crime Funnies, number one, self-published, following in the tyrant footsteps that Steve Bissett laid down for me in the 90s. This collects three short nonfiction stories, one very much a true crime story about a rookie narc cop, the other two wrestling stories, one a crime story for sure. You can pick this up now from me directly at jimrug.com. Uh, my other books include Hulk Grand Design, The Plain Janes, and Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. And coming later this year from Image will be Street Angel Princess of Poverty, collecting all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. And you can join me on Patreon.com, where you can see my latest comics as I finish them. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you this Christmas season, uh, out in October. It's collecting the uh, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree that are out there, 140 pages of additional materials. Look at the size of that spine. Uh, that is a lot of paper in there, man. Uh, we hit print on that book, and we have to assume that uh, we, we we printed enough to handle initial demand, but uh, we might not have, man. So, so get your order in early, and uh, make sure you get in quick enough to, to make this thing the proper gift for the hip hop lover in your life. X-Men Grand Design Trilogy is another holiday effort that is coming out collecting all of my uh, X-Men work uh, for Grand Design. A couple of those volumes are out of print, so this is a place where you're going to be able to get it all in, in one handy-dandy uh, collection. Comics I'm working on now, Red Room, Crypto Killers, two issues of that out in the wild. Issue 3 is an important one because it's going to be the, the first appearance of uh, my comic strip characters that I'm going to focus on for, for the foreseeable future. Make sure you get that issue for sure. There are two trade paperbacks of that out there. Jimmy, what else do we have? You can join us on our e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, stickers, all kinds of stuff at our spread shop, including our latest design, the Wrestling Mask t-shirt. So check that out at the link under this video. All good ways to support the channel. Given the merchandise orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.